Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. To the Paddle and Fin podcast, I'm Brian. Jay, and it's Ricketts. Actually, Ricketts, you got a you got a nickname. I saw that since somebody posted that last last podcast. You gave me the nickname Toes. You gave Randall the nickname the looks. Uh, looks. This is a cool so, nickname, uh, by the way. <laughs> you're now referred to as the, the werewolf. werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> that was fitting for that podcast, man. Your dog howled. It the was best howl I've ever heard in my life. I think. <laughs> so, but uh, tonight, you guys, we got uh, a pretty epic guest. This is a guy I've always wanted to talk to. Uh, somebody who's been just absolutely crushing it in the tournament scene. Um, just real quick, I, I pulled up his Tourney X profile here, and uh, I don't know how old this profile is, but he's fished 71 tournaments. Wow. 18 first place tournament, or 18 first place finishes, 6 second place, 5 third place, and 50 top 10 finishes. Wow. There's only 21 tournaments this man has not finished in the top 10. I'm not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> We got none other than Mr. Dwayne Beatty on the show tonight. Welcome, Dwayne. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Good, man. Good. Thank you for uh, taking the time out to come on tonight. One one interesting stat I saw on this, too, was his average length of fish is 17.15 inches. Yep. Out of, out of 303 fish. Wow. That's nuts. I think mine's like 15. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I might be in that 14 and a half range, something like that, you know, but geez, man. So, I mean, as always with all our guests, Dwayne, we always start off how you got into kayak fishing. Well, I was, I was fishing out of a, just a scamp, like a two man bass boat. And there's just not very many tournament opportunities. And I met some guys at the ramp here locally who were kayak fishing and I got to hanging out with them, and they finally talked me into getting one after they convinced me they weren't like they used to be and that they were stable and things like that. So in the fall, in October 2015, I got a Native Slayer Propel 13 and okay. my first boat. Nice. So when did you make the switch to Hobie? Um, that was... Fished the 16 season, so the 17 season, I believe, was when I got um, into the Hobie and got on the Hobie team. Nice. Very nice. 
So uh, are you in a PA-12 or 14? Um, I run a 12. I like to throw it in the back of the truck instead of having a trailer. And you can do that, but it's just a lot easier with the 12. And I find I've, I've been in both, and I just can't see enough difference to, for me personally to want the, the 14. Mm-hmm. Sure, 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 sure. I, I've talked to quite a few guys, and they have the same thought as you. 12 is just easier to manage compared to the 14. Yeah. And it's, you know, I've never been in a Hobie personally, but I'm just talking from everything I've heard, right? And uh, it seems like the 12 is just as stable. Um, does it track? Yeah, little does lighter. it track as good? Um, it actually turns better, and I keep my um, the skeg down quite a bit. So, yeah, it tracks just fine. But that weight difference, man, after you fish 10 hours or whatever and you go to load it in the back of the truck, that weight difference is huge. Oh, I bet. I bet. Those, those is it the same hey, width? It doesn't matter. Go ahead, Jay. No, that's it. Yeah, sorry. Is it the same width? Like the boats? Um, is... I think it's about two inches narrower huh. than uh, right four, maybe, maybe three, just a little bit. There's definitely, yeah. you know, a stability deal, but I can stand up in my 12 just fine and fish. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, obviously you just got home recently and you didn't really have a far trip because you're a Arkansas native, correct? Yeah. I live in Salem Springs. So it was about four hours. So, okay. but I've never been to that lake. So yeah, that's interesting. So, um, I, I saw that, I think it was, did you talk about that when you came across the stage yeah, that day yeah, or something? A bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I was watching the live feed, um, you know, from the FLW KBF Cup. Um, and I thought it was interesting, you know, it was a big lake. Uh, that's more one of the more well-known lakes in Arkansas, correct? Yeah, it is. There's there's several really good lakes between here and there that I've fished, you know, and it's just never quite made it down that far. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, you know, obviously, if you guys have been sleeping under a rock, Mr. Dwayne Beatty took second place. Um, how did, uh, you know, pre-fishing and everything go for you? Were you on a hot bite? I know uh, from all the guys I've talked to um, and things like that, it, it seemed like a lot of guys were struggling getting on a, a pattern and fish. I may have caught a limit of keepers in three days of pre-fishing total. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> so, no, I was not on them. I figured out something a little more each day sure. that worked out once it was tournament time, but no, I wasn't I was I would not consider myself on them at all. Okay. So, going into day 1, um how how did that all go down for you? Um day 1, I had some grass way back in the creek that I thought was going to maybe produce something. I, I had caught a fish in practice and got off of it. So I was hoping there was a bunch of fish there. Well, I didn't catch one there, but I went all the way back in the creek where it got the inches of water, and I caught three keepers on the way back there. This little spots, but it was at least bites. And as tough as it's been, I was happy to have three fish pretty early. Sure. And on the way back out, there had been some schooling fish, and I caught a schooling fish. So now I had four. And I did that just a little while, didn't get my fifth, and I was like, nope, I'm going to go run my thing because I like to cover water. And I'd been catching them on the top water mostly, so I just decided to go cover miles and miles of water. So what, what uh, if you don't mind uh, spilling the juice, uh, what were you throwing down there? I threw a buzz bait and a skirmish baits pin dragon top water, which is like a whopper flopper style bait. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I know uh, I heard that there was many guys throwing pretty much the same stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you know, whopper plopper, buzz bait. Um, I know uh, Mr. Sam Jones was down there. He, you know, got a few on a black buzz bait, and he, he was. When I was talking to him, he kept switching back and forth between whopper plopper buzz bait, whopper right. plopper buzz bait, and uh, I know uh, one of your catch teammates were was fishing right by him, Mister Dusty Yacker, uh-huh. day one, and yep. you know he said Dusty was pretty much ripping uh, 
ripping that whopper plopper all day yeah so yeah and what i i was getting more bots on the buzz bait but i felt like the quality bots was would be on the whopper plopper so on day one after i caught a limit finally i switched over to the whopper plopper and made two more coals so nice. you know it didn't turn out to exactly be that way because on day two most of the fish i caught were on the buzz bait and you know, some of them were 17 inches and 17 and a quarter and things. So nice. now the one fish I caught subsurface in the whole thing, as far as the actual two days of practice was on day two. I started where I made those two calls on day one late. I started in there on day two and I had one blow up on the pin dragon twice and miss it. And then I oh, threw man. a fluke in there. And caught him on a fluke, and that was the 20.25 incher. Wow. Nice. So that was the nice. one, and he he had already showed me where he was, so. Was there a certain cadence that you were, uh, uh, you know, presenting the uh, whopper plopper? I mean, obviously a buzz bait, you got to kind of keep that going, but. Um, no, I, I pretty fast, really. Just burned Just it, it in. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty quick. Uh, I've never had any luck on Whopper Plopper. I don't even think I don't think I've landed one fish, not one, on a Whopper Plopper. Yeah, our pin dragon actually has more concussion yeah. than the Whopper Plopper does, mm. where the Whopper Plopper's to me more of a finesse type sound that it makes. So I kinda of like mm. ours a little better, but Yeah. There's a nice. place for both definitely, but Sure. Yeah. But I feel like ours will call them up, you know, especially in clear water and stuff. It, that concussion sound that it makes is really important. Brad likes to throw Whopper Plopper a lot in the river. Brad Hicks. Yeah, it's like his yeah, go-to, yeah. man. He yeah. loves Whopper Plopper. I'm like, I've just never had much luck, man. But I'm going to have to try out one of the – what did you say? They were pin dragons? Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I looked that up here momentarily. Check that yeah. out. The – the deal about the buzz bait, I was throwing a quarter ounce buzz bait, a really small buzz bait. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That, that I do that in the summer. It just, you get more bites. It seems like they've seen a lot of buzz baits and things. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something I always do in the summer. That's mm. it. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So, so day one, at the close of day one, you were in 17th place with 70 and three quarter inches going into day two did you think you had a chance at even top five um even when we were backstage and i knew i was in the top 10 i thought i would be in 10th 9th or 8th one of the non-check positions sure i had no idea where i'd felt where i had fallen after it was over because on day one, so I was one- in ninth, and then I dropped to 17th, you know, and I made two calls after it shut off. So right. I assumed it would be about the same, you know. But right, yeah, right, right. I, I didn't know. So you're, was it the fact that you didn't have cell service, or are you one of those types of guys who just doesn't like to look at the leaderboard at all during the Well, day? I know, I knew when it shut off that I was in first, but we'd also, the service down there wasn't very good, so there was quite a few that were putting it in and we had an hour after it ended. So there was an hour dead and then an hour after it ended that people could put their fish in. So, um, I just assumed several of the leaders that put their fish in late on day one would do the same on day two and bump me down some. So, so day two, you basically went where you ended day one. Did you stay there all day or was it, no, uh, it was bounce around again. It was just a little mud, flat up in a creek not even well it was the creek itself but i mean i was fishing in inches of water most of this time and so i that maybe took 30 minutes to run okay so then i went back to the schooling fish i caught one on the very first cast when i first got there and then i chased them around for maybe 10 15 minutes and they were just going down they weren't acting like they did on the first day or during practice when i'd found those and so I caught one, and it was a black, and I'd been catching spotted bass. It was a fourth sure. black. He stayed in my creel, so I'm glad I caught him. But I, it just didn't feel right, so I took off to 
three miles away or whatever it was to where I would caught the majority of the fish the first day. And when I say an area, like three miles away, every half mile I catch a fish. I mean, they were not concentrated. It was just covering water and keeping that thing going until you got to buy. Huh. That's crazy, man. So, you know, your day two total, um, you know, was 84 and a quarter inches. Next closest guy was Guillermo Gonzalez. He had 79 and a quarter. So you... You had five inches on everybody day two. Um, you know, you you stated that, uh, you know, when you were backstage, you thought you were in those bottom three. And as they were calling up people, I mean, what what was the <laughs> thoughts running through your mind as they were, you were like, am I here by mistake or am I like really up there? Well, well, at some point I was starting to begin to wonder if I won. <laughs> So, okay. So okay. then we have a whole different level of anxiety going on. Sure. <laughs> you know, sure. four, three gets called. You know, finally after the third place, which was a fellow Arkansan, um, Garrett Morgan. Yeah. When Chad said, and the next person, also from Arkansas, then I knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the first point where I had any idea where where I'd fallen. That's awesome. That is awesome. So uh, let's talk about being on that stage. I've heard a lot of different guys talk about um, just just the feeling of being on that stage was just something nostalgic and something they'll remember forever. Did you have that same feeling? I mean, what, what do you think about that whole situation there? Oh, yeah, absolutely, because this is the – I mean, we've had big tournaments. You know, the national championship pays a lot of money, but as far as prestige – this is probably the sure. biggest one we've had in the kayak mm-hmm. fishing. Just absolutely. The way I look at it, there's usually the audience is made up of other kayak fishermen, and this real right. audience. Plus, it was on FLW Live and everything. So, I mean, the gravity of it was just huge. That's awesome. Super awesome. Um, that had to be nerve wracking, knowing all uh, those people watching you. <laughs> At the very time when I was up there, it it wasn't too bad. I did better than usual. At the yeah. national championship, I locked up a little bit. I wasn't doing so well there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a little different, right? Because, you know, national championship, you're in a room surrounded with your peers, your fellow anglers, right? And then, you know... Um, you know, like you said, FLW is a little different. He had a different audience there. So Yeah, and the national I, championship, the guy that went after me, he completely couldn't speak. So that made me look a little better, at least. I, <laughs> <laughs> I before I got he, up. He's like, how do you feel? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 you know, what are you going to do with this check? Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, um, if you guys haven't seen it, you guys need to check out this, uh, this little teaser that Mr. Duke Westcamp put out from catch products. Um, you know, Duke was down there following you around on the water, uh, that whole week and, uh, putting together that video. And, uh, I know I got it in a private message from Duke, and uh, he was like, hey, I just want to know what you think. And uh, my response to him was, we try to keep this clean. But I was like, bad ass. <laughs> like, this is awesome, dude. And he's like, oh, thanks, you know, for the kind words. He's like, I'm just sending it to a few people. I just wanted to get their opinions. So, I mean – Obviously, you've seen it now. You went through the experience of all the filming and stuff. Did you think it was going to come out as good as it did now that you've seen this teaser? And, I mean, this isn't even the full, full-fledged full thing. This is just a teaser, so to speak. After the national championship, um, the small video they made then when they were first starting yeah. to do this, that was awesome. So I just assumed it would be. And obviously sure. And I can't wait to see the full thing. Um, yeah, Vasily, really awesome yeah. job. I mean, he is a great videographer, and he doesn't know anything about fishing other than what he's learned from following us recently. 
Right. And that gives him a different eye. I mean, he's sure. It's not the same stuff that you would normally see from people who, you know, f- film fishing things and and yeah. it's just it's really neat. He's he's doing some awesome things. Yeah, man. It uh, like I said, I was just like First, I was blown away that Duke even messaged it to me. <laughs> Second, I'm, like, watching it, and I'm like, holy crap, man. Like, and, and I think that's key, what you just said. You know, the guy that's videotaping it, he's not familiar <laughs> with fishing. So you're getting a different perspective, right? You're getting a whole different angle through that camera lens compared to, you know, all the guys that are set doing all this fishing, you know, videography stuff, you know. So I think it just brings up, brings a whole new different angle. And I, you know, you mentioned that um, national championship video, and I remember seeing that as well. And I was like, "Ooh, that's uh, pretty pretty sweet." Yeah, all of all everything he's done so far has just been out of the park. And I mean, you know, with the drone footage and everything, um, just being in a kayak as well. The, the hardest thing he's having to do and do when they're following me, I fish like two miles an hour, not going spot yeah, to spot, yeah. but literally when I'm fishing, I, <laughs> I go really fast. So they have a hard time keeping up with me, but, but they did a good job and they, they did for the most part. Did you feel like them filming you altered the way you fished? No. Um, and I'm pretty shy and have, you know, I don't know, but when they filmed me at the national championship, it was fine. It didn't bother me. Yeah. And so this wasn't either. I don't, I don't really understand why. It seems like it would, but I could care less. I don't know. I'm kind yeah. of robotic once I get in the zone of fishing. Yeah. So I just really don't pay that much attention. And no, it doesn't bother me at all. And I'm, I, and I'm as surprised as anybody of that. Yeah, I did some filming That's... for for Torquedo. It was like what a week and a half ago, and it I, I didn't fish the way I fished. I, I, it was weird, man. It's like when you have a camera on there, you know, you that that I have to perform. I have to catch something. We're on camera. I got to make it happen. Just man, it really messed with me, you know. And and I, I found myself. I'm like, I don't even know who I am right now. This is not how I fish, <laughs> you know. Who is this guy? So, you know, thankfully I landed one in like a 13 hour day. But I mean, it was it changed me. It completely it, it mentally it threw me off big time. It was I don't know, man. You can keep those cameras over there, boys. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to land some fish. Yeah, yeah um, they were actually supposed to film Dusty because he came in second on day one. So they were right. him on day two, but he was worried about it affecting how he fished too. Yeah. So he was like, please don't. So they followed. They wound up following me. Which worked out good for the video because now they got the complete story because it was they were following me through practice and then both yeah. days now. So yeah. just it's dumb different. luck that they got the entire story of my my journey on that. Yeah, yeah. that's really, awesome, it, man. Yeah. yeah, even when Aaron and I did that installation video for the big rig on the Torquedo, we we were just on the river just throwing, just normal throwing, man. And I threw this jig out. And something hit it, and I ripped it, and it just made this big ball yarn up in the air when that jig came out. And I'm like, I couldn't even cast right. Like, it just, <laughs> you know. And then I have my team manager right there watching me, too. And he's trying to film me at the same time. I just seem kind of shake his head, like, what's going on with this guy? I'm like, man, I buckled <laughs> under the pressure big time. I just folded. So it was. it's interesting, man. I can see why, why Dusty wouldn't want a camera on him. I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah. different. It's a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you're ripping around the lake and Duke's trying to keep up. I mean, it, that explains why he looks a little thinner. But uh, <laughs> was he able to keep up? You know, um, you know, like if I would make a run or something, they'd be a few minutes behind. But, yeah. but they're, yeah. they're... <laughs> we'll meet you there. <laughs> you, you drop us a pin. <laughs> I've had to do that before, actually. <laughs> Oh, they like get out funny. into an open spot. They're like, I don't know which way it went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on day one, no. while it was still dark, and I was heading out. You know, before we actually started, 
I couldn't see them back there, and I called. I was like, are y'all back there? <laughs> uh, they're like, we think we see your light. Are you right there? I was like, okay, no, that's me. I can't see you, but I'm, I'm back there. That's me. It's like, Come is on. it moving left or right or right to left? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. So... No, I'm uh, I'm super interested to see the final product. Is there any word on when that's going to drop by any chance? Um, without committing to anything, I'm thinking it may be out this coming week. Oh, sweet. nice, yeah. sweet. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Nice. I didn't get to, I didn't see the teaser. I wanted to see the whole video. So, yeah, I think Dusty was talking about his getting released to his teaser. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah. there's one in the can already of Dusty and. Yeah. Um, that one's going to come out pretty soon because we they had held it back because it may have been on TV and it may still be on TV, but it was they needed to know if they could show it or not, if it would mm. be, you know, be part of the contract gotcha. that it could only be on TV and it is All not. Right. So that one's going to come out too. So oh, oh, and I've seen oh. that one and it is it's outstanding. Wow, nice. awesome. Very cool. Dude, that would be so Very cool to cool. be on TV, cable TV. <sighs> Nobody would want to see the werewolf on TV. <laughs> yeah. right? Just you see me just ripping bass out, howling at the moon. <laughs> There's a reason why you're just on Skype, dude. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's the greatest. You see me do a so, Chris Funk. Uh, you guys, see, did you, see, you guys see Chris Funk on his YouTube video? It was the Jackson video. They went to. Jay, where do they go? Uh, Los well, Panama. They Los went to Panama. Yeah. yeah, and then he caught a rooster fish, so he did this big rooster call on camera, holding this big rooster. <laughs> it was the best thing ever, man. Like, <laughs> dude, he is such an awesome dude. Oh, that's great. Yep. So uh, we're talking about catch, man. So how did uh, how did you getting on the catch team all work out? Did Duke just call you up and say, "Hey, we want you"? Or um. Apparently he'd been watching me for a while, and I fished a few of the catch photo release tournaments. Sure. Won a couple of those, so kind of impressed them there. And you know, apparently he'd been watching for a while what kind of person I was and all that stuff. And so a spot came up where the the challenge team for the national championship they were looking for people. So yeah. um, they asked me to be on that, and the rest is history, as they say. Nice, nice. What, uh, I forget, what place did the catch team come in down at the NC? Oh, I don't even remember. I forget it, too, man. It wasn't one of the money, it wasn't the money spot, but we did well. I believe we may have been, yeah, we may have been second I, place. I don't remember. I'm not, yeah, I up. thought, I thought you guys were up there. Yeah. yeah. I thought you guys were up there. I just wasn't sure. I, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, what an incredible team, man. I mean, you guys got some, some sticks. I mean, not only yourself, but you know, like you mentioned, Dusty, um, Kurt Smits, right. Is on that team yeah. as well. Yeah. Kurt's a, Kurt is an uh, Kurt's a good guy, man. Dusty, Dusty is he's he's gonna be there i mean he's he doesn't need anything but but more tournaments yeah. to win he, yeah. he's got the skills yeah. he just needs to win he's yeah. the he's been cr- do what he does yeah he's been crushing it this Absolute. year man. and it all all started at the nc you know yeah i mean just i mean i know i've been trying to beat him all year <laughs> right. we did right. we did technically once didn't we <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but yes. <laughs> You're kidding me? That's the only time I can brag about it. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't yeah. a big win, and it's not like I took first, but yeah. I placed higher than Dusty once this year. <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. No, Dusty's a good cat. We we had him when this podcast was, uh, was very young. Uh, we had him as a guest as well, and uh, just, uh, just a great, interesting person, and uh, – hell of a fisherman and you know hearing his story how he got into kayak fishing you know i've used that you know many times as a reference you know he was in a cheap boat i think he went up fished an mkt event and just crushed it (laughs) you know and uh, i think he won a hobie in that event you know and it's just like you know but the kid's a stick man um 
You know, he always comes through. You always see him at the top of that leaderboard, except for that one time, Jay. Except for that <laughs> one, one time. time. <laughs> one time. I'm going to take that to the bank, but... dude. <laughs> he can beat me like but, 20 uh... times. I'm like, I got you once, bro. that's right that's right proud moment (laughs) oh man so um let's you know you have a a bait company you custom paint some baits uh you want to touch on that a little bit how that all gets started and everything yeah skirmish baits i've been painting baits since i was in high school we had a art teacher that wow. taught us a little bit about about an airbrush in high school, and I immediately went home and bought one to paint lures because fishing and art are the two things that I've done since I can remember, or since way before I can remember, and so hmm. something that does both of those was just perfect for me. So I've done that, and I had Baitworks custom lure painting for a long time, and then eventually. That morphed into um, skirmish baits with a friend of mine, and okay. now I don't paint baits that people send me so much as just painting quantity, you know, that we sell on the site. So, but they're sure. all custom painted by me, and like I say, I've been doing it many, many years, and I win a lot of tournaments on my own stuff too. <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. You know, I wish I had 50 top 10 place finishes. I have to get some skirmish baits. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they they don't catch them for you, but they definitely get bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you got crankbaits. You mentioned your top water. Are you doing anything else in particular or just, just those two style baits? Um, no, we have square bills, and then we have a little deeper diver. One of our main ones that's our... Um, Wigglewort style bait, which is our pin, or yeah. I'm sorry, our crevice critter. And okay. Basically, the outside of it is exactly like a pre Rapala Wigglewort. And then I had some changes made on the internals to get it what I wanted. And Interesting. It is a beast. It, I live right here in the Ozarks where that's a big deal. I, with all the smallmouth, I'm sure you guys actually throw one. You said the crevice critter? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm looking at your website right now, man. They look yeah. really nice. And that little bait right there is awesome. I've fished a pre-Rapala Wigglewort for years and never doubled. When I got the prototype for that and painted it up, I doubled twice in the first week when I was trying it. Wow. What's your favorite What's your favorite pattern on here? Probably Chris's Red Craw overall. On those, I like to throw brown, green, or red in the crawdad pattern. And so, really, I don't have, I don't get too favorite-y on things overall. Yeah. But within those three, there's several good ones, you know, and I just, whichever one the fish are biting that day, really. Yeah. Nice. Man, they're beautiful, though. I mean, you paint everything on them. We have several topwaters, and on the site, if something's out of, we have so many colors and patterns and things. If something's out of stock, it disappears. That way, there's not, you don't have to sift through a ton of stuff to find something to buy. The pop and crawl looks really good. You got a really pretty green on there, and you you've actually paint the bill of it too. You paint everything. Some of them, yeah. Some of them yeah. have bills. Some of them have tips. Some of them are painted. On a, nice. On Style bait. Basically, if it's got a clear bill, it represents a two-inch crawdad. If it's painted, it's a three-inch crawdad. Oh, I like it. So you okay. You can change the the presentation and what size what size bait you're presenting to them by the by whether it's got a clear or painted bill. Interesting. Good deal, man. That's actually really clever. I want to ask you a question. This sure. no, now it may be a trade secret, so you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But I am a fellow lure maker myself. Uh-huh. I'm interested in your clear coat. <laughs> that I actually got my clear coat, what I use from 316 lures that paints the um, big swim baits. Mm-hmm. And I actually signed an NDA that I won't tell anyone what it is. 
So literally, I can't tell you. I'm leaving. Wow. <laughs> really good one. Oh man, I'm looking for something bulletproof. I'm still doing epoxy. And it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's so annoying. If you're not doing last large quantities, epoxy is actually the best way to go. I know. I, know. I found Crankbank Johnny's lure on here already. I'm gonna sell him out. Can you guys? Can you see it? It's coming in. Oh. Chartreuse and blue. Chartreuse and blue. Yeah. That's the one. Nice. That's where you oh. got his name, Crankbait Johnny, throwing chartreuse <laughs> and blue. Oh, it's such a bummer. That's, that's always a heavy hitter. <laughs> Jay's dreams were just oh, crushed. You, me and Brian have talked about this. I'm like, dude, I yeah. need to like figure out another hard coat, something. Like, like I'm just so yeah. tired of because I end up doing like three. I'll do three coats of epoxy. Oh wow. Like, because I want to make them as bulletproof as possible. Plus two, if yeah. I enter, in, if I do glitter, I'll usually do it on the second layer. Right. So to kind of get it off the paint, you know. Uh huh. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I usually do. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I just think everybody deserves like a you know a, a good product. So I try to do something that I know if it's gonna get banged around, I'd rather it last. You know. Yeah. It just depends on the. Epoxy so thick anyway. I usually don't do multiple coats of epoxy just because <laughs> of the weight it adds to the lure. So I mean, some some baits are okay; it doesn't matter. And then some some I don't like anything too thick on. Yeah, I jacked up secret sauce NDA. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about though. I've done that to some uh, more rattle trap type looking lures. Uh-huh. And I got a little nuts with the epoxy on one, and it was just crazy. Thick. <laughs> I mean, you you can tell, and it's at the point where you just can't fix it anymore. You're like, oh god, right? You know, like you got like one little run, and you're like, oh Jesus. Have you had the thing where the epoxy doesn't dry after you've mixed it, and you think you've done a good job, and then you've got a whole batch that's just yep. sticky? Yep, <laughs> dude. Because I'll wait, dude. I'll wait 24 hours. Actually, I'll let. I'll make sure it's cured. Uh-huh. Like to where it's not tacky or anything, and then, you know, I'll go back into it, and I've done like I know what you're talking about because I'm like, okay, cool, ready to build some lures, and then the first one you touch, you're like, what is going on? <laughs> and it, and it's just super tacky, and you're like, what? And you're like, oh, are all of, all of them are like this? Like, what is going? On? <laughs> and, and that's the moment you realize, yeah, like I, I didn't mix it correctly. Yeah, dude, just drives me nuts. And then, and then you know what you gotta do? You gotta put another freaking layer on. You know, yeah. <laughs> I had that on a fishing rod once, man, because you do epoxy on the thread wraps right. and everything. And I remember, like, I had it in the dryer all night. Go to do like, or that was actually supposed to be the final coat, and I was going to pull it out, and I had like grabbed the thread wraps, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what is going on here?" You know, and I remember I was so specific on like. I had like little measuring cups, man, because they say you got to be yep. so exact. Otherwise, it's not going to cure right and this and that. And, you know, I had to do basically the same thing yeah. you said, man. Add another yeah. coat and, you know, cross your fingers and hope it works out, you know. I mean, that was a difference. It was a it was an expensive fly rod, oh, you no. know, N- not <laughs> not a couple of throwaway yeah. crankbaits, you know. <laughs> so, well, you had mentioned um, – that you had them tweak some stuff on the crankbait, so it was your style. So are you working with, like, a plastic injection molding company to to mold all your crankbaits for you? Yeah, Dwayne? we have a supplier that, you know, if we want something changed within, like, our square bill looks a lot like everybody else's too, but there's certain things sure. in there that we change. Our one-knocker, if anybody goes to look at the square bills, get some one-knockers. That one interesting instead of being in a track it's just open in the body mm-hmm. the big ball that bounces around in there i'm looking at him right yeah, now if, yeah if you get under a bridge or around the dock or something where you can hear it coming out of the water the sound that's making it sounds like a hydro wave or something i mean it's got oh, such oh. a unique sound and it that i love that thing that's I, interesting i probably throw that square bill one knocker Everywhere I go, you know, I don't always find them on it, but that's like my go-to thing. If I can find them on that, then it's lights out. Hmm. What kind of rod do you like to use with your crankbaits? Um, 
I don't, I'm not really brand specific at this point. I've got all kinds of different brands, but just something sure, medium and parabolic and like seven foot six. I like okay. a longer rod. I make long casts with a square bill. I don't make little short pitches to the bank. I make long casts and try to get it down in that six foot range instead of fishing two to four feet like a lot of people do with a square bill. You know, if it's muddy somewhere mm -hmm. or something, I'll make those little casts and sure. I'll go up in line size. I usually use 10 pound line on it, which is a lot less than most people do, but it gives you that extra depth. I can. I can usually hit six foot with our square bill, our 1.5 size, the mm. M9. Interesting. And, you know, depending on cover, I'll throw 14, 15 pound line and, and do the little pitches. But it just, I feel like I'm throwing it in places a lot of people don't, that they'll fish some other style bait or whatever. And fish that haven't seen, mm. seen a square bill will crush. Yeah. Right, right, I'm looking right. at your sense. one knockers right now. I found two that I, I I'm gonna order, the chrome black and then the gold, the gold for the right. river and the chrome black, yeah. do really good in some waters around here. Yeah, man, you you you're artistic, man. You make some great looking baits. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. You got the bank website open too, so you could put a second mortgage on your. Man, place. I'm telling you. Yeah. Go ahead and get this. I think my wife's to bed, so I got free reign on the bank account right now. Yeah. <laughs> you can sneak into her purse and get the card. Dwayne's like, yes. <laughs> yes. Making more money tonight. That's awesome. Paying his entry That's fee awesome. for the next tournament. There you go. I was looking for that. That's funny. Um, so, I mean, is, is Skirmish Bates your full-time gig then? Um, yeah, I do that. And I also um, do like social media management and different things on the side, graphic design, anything nice. art-related or social media. But but the the bread and butter is painting baits. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, let me. Yeah, I sorry. got it. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, all right. All right. All right. So <laughs> something's come up that I've noticed too. Like, so, I mean, you know, it seems like, I'm kind of wishy-washy like I'm uh, uh, in terms of like I want to grow like fish mob into something bigger but I've noticed too that you end up spending a ton of time making baits rather than fishing like they trade like when I was going pretty heavy into it and when there was actually more business with it like I noticed that I just wasn't able to get out and fish as much and I'm wondering if you feel that pressure as well or that imbalance or if you don't have that imbalance, like how do you balance all that? Oh, that actually that absolutely happens. One of the good things is a lot of the busiest time of year is in the winter, because I guess when people can't fish, they buy baits. Gotcha. <laughs> but the Guilty. Our busiest time of year, and then when you would think it would be busy, it's kind of slow. So the tournament season's not as big, and yeah. also a lot of it has to do with how you produce baits, you know, and when you get to where you're doing more of each color at a time and thing, then mm. it gets to where you can produce more in a shorter amount of time so that you can still get on the water. And there's a lot of times I can't fun fish because I'm having to work, but yeah, I usually make it, I usually make the any tournament I'm going to make it to. I gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, with you being in Arkansas and so much great water around you, what's what's some of your favorite lakes? If somebody wanted to make a trip down down your direction, what what bodies of water would you send them to? Um, I fish a lot of small lakes around here, and then even Grand Lake in Oklahoma is really awesome. And Beaver Lake, I'm not a fan of Beaver Lake so much, but I won I won a few tournaments there. And I always catch fish there, but there's just something about that lake. It's not my favorite at all. Okay. Um, it's the closest big lake. But then if you go south, you know, there's a little lake called Atkins that has awesome fishery. It's It's got Florida strain bass in it and everything. Dardanelles down there. And then if you go on down, like you say, I've never been to Washita, but when you go on down, you get to Washita and Hamilton and things like that. 
And then we probably my favorite lake in the area would be Bull Shoals. And I've only been there a okay. times, but that lake is awesome. And then and Table Rock is really good. I've actually got a tournament at what's called Beaver Town, which is the ri- the White River that comes out of Table Rock, the part that goes to Beaver Lake Dam. Okay. That part of the river is called Beaver Town. So technically it's on Table Rock, but it's in the river. So I've never been there either. So this is going to be a new experience this weekend. It's just a club event, but um, should be a good one. Which uh, which club is that for? Uh, Natural State Kayak Anglers. Okay. And that's like the club you usually fish yeah, in your area, for, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I saw you mention Table Rock. I was looking through your Tourney X, and you had a fourth-place finish on that last year for a KBF event, I believe, right? Yeah, that was another one. I was throwing our the big pin dragon on that one. The same color, same everything, except the 130 instead of the 110. What was that color? Uh, the Boneyard. The Boneyard. Yep, not. it's a basically a bone color. I only throw three colors. I throw our clear one. I throw the solid black in the boneyard. I don't. Mm, I don't get too too wild on. We make a, a lot of other colors, but I don't get too wild on color selection personally. I need to place an order. I have a tournament there next month. <laughs> Not. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, I'll be down there. I also do this a lot. When I catch fish in a tournament, I, I tend to catch them on things that we don't have in stock right now. There's no pin dragons on the side. <laughs> I checked. I saw that. I saw that. I was going to ask you, but when you're going to get them back in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's just unfortunate, but just one of those things. And when we get them, it takes you know a while to get them. So, so yeah. My dreams have just been crushed. Yeah. They're probably at eBay for like twice the price. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me gouge it now. After this podcast drops, they will yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> be like, Schiller's looking for some of these pintails. I'll, I'll drop them a link to eBay for three times the uh, normal price. <laughs> <laughs> Plus shipping. Yeah, no, yeah, no kidding. No breaks there. <laughs> it's like, that'll be another 10 bucks, no matter where it's going. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um. So uh, what what all you got coming up? What what are you looking forward to for the rest of the season and stuff like that? Um, the trail championship up in Wisconsin is probably the next big one that I know I'm fishing. I, yeah. Um, I don't look at the schedule too much in advance so that I don't get anxiety and worry about what I, what's coming up. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I do know that one's coming up. But um, um. Next year, I hear that our region's going to be better for KBF because I haven't fished any trail events this year. Because yeah, I noticed they that. stuck us in the southeast, and like the closest event was like 14 hours away, the closest oh. one. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. just chose not to fish any of the trail events this year because of that. But but next year, I hear yeah. they're going to revamp the region, and I'll probably fish them all next year. Yeah, that's what I heard, and I was kind of curious, you know, why you hadn't fished any trail events. You know, I thought maybe you'd bounce up for a couple of the central ones, you know, figuring those were a little closer, but even still, man, I mean, it's pretty far away. There were a couple that were conflicting with something else that were close enough in a different region that I was actually going to hit, but it just didn't work out where I could hit those. I got you. I got you. So did you qualify through the fish in the cup, or was that qualification from the national championship? For Wisconsin? For, for uh, the, yeah, for the trail Yeah, trail not the trail championship. I qualified for the um, challenge. Oh, the, yeah. uh, the challenge the series. Place. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah very cool. That's how I got in. That's what, I'm, that's what I'll be in instead of the trail side. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, no, I'll be up there. Uh, I qualified through the trail. I know I saw today uh, one of your catch teammates, David Brook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's qualified mm-hmm. through the challenge and the trail. Nice, nice, yeah. 
probably I true. believe because yeah because i think uh he took second at east west harbor or third second or third i don't know he was up there um but and then i know he's won some uh some challenge events here back in illinois yeah yeah so, definitely yeah. yeah very cool man the whole catch crew is going to be up there um pretty close if not yeah I feel another video coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll be following somebody around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, yeah, man. I mean, is there anything else you want to cover? Um, I think we covered most most everything, man. I mean, um, obviously, congrats again on your second place finish and your outstanding bio on the uh, on the old Tourney X there, man. I mean. I don't think I've ever seen a profile on Tourney X that's that prestigious, man. I mean, yeah. you got to pat yourself on the back <laughs> for that, my friend. Thanks. Um, I, some of yeah. that's online, obviously, which bumps up your numbers. But then you have a little tournament still, fever or something where you're catching 12 inches, and it, it it balances out. So I guess it's still pretty impressive. But <laughs> but yeah. to me, I just yeah. I just go fishing. I don't even really. I mean, I I'm I'm aware of it. <laughs> but I could yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I just love, I just love what we're doing, you know? Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. So, well, with that being said, if you, uh, if you can give one piece of advice to a new to kayak fishing person, what would that be? That fishing tournaments, about half of it is the mental side. A quarter of it is the fishing and then a quarter of it is the CPR, taking your pictures and things. I see so many people that either get spun out and don't 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 respond well to adversity or whatever on the mental side, or they take bad pictures or whatever, and they have problems with that. And, you know, they may be excellent fishermen, but if you don't have those other two things going then you're you're as far as tournaments go you're not gonna do as well yeah i know i struggle big time with that whole mental game man um, oh yeah it's hard yeah, not to yeah. yeah you look down yeah. on the floor you blue sky and you see like 37 different baits down there <laughs> it's getting hot <laughs> you know and, and it's crazy like i mean it always seems to be after like one like one significant moment like i remember watching a 17 and a half smallmouth just flop off my board which yep. was like a great start to the morning and before that i mean i was like <laughs> i was like dude i'm gonna i'm, I'm like i'm definitely gonna be in top five today we're gonna do this jay we're gonna do this this stupid fish this stupid fish like just jumps off my board and i'm like what the and then at, and everything after that was like just horrible. Yeah. Like I like I yeah. didn't know how to fish anymore. Like I didn't I was like my my whole plan I mean even the same stuff I was doing wasn't working no more. And it's almost like I was sending yeah. a signal down the damn line to the fish. It makes you, know? you contemplate yeah. life. Dude. You're like, what <laughs> yeah. am I doing with my yeah. life right now? I was like stupid <laughs> fish. Dude, I've literally <laughs> fished a tournament. I was so happy to catch one. I'm like, cool, time for a nap. I got yeah. one on the boat. I'm good now. I'm going to take a little nap now. I just, yeah. uh, the middle game is, is tough. It's Gerald tough. Swindle, yeah. Gerald Swindle talks about when he was watching KVD on TV and he's slinging a crankbait out there and he has a six pounder come to the surface and come off and he just keeps going and it has, happens like two more times and he turns to the camera and says, we're on them. It's going to be a good day. You know, yeah. he's losing these fish. Yeah. It would destroy most people. But all oh, yeah. he sees is that he's got it figured out. He's got confidence yeah. that he's going to catch five of them, that, you know, it's just going to keep happening. And that's not easy for everybody to just put it out of your mind And when yeah. you lose the yeah. fish. Yeah, I just struggle with that at uh, at Mark Twain, man. I started off the morning great, had like four 15-inch fish. I got text messages coming in. You know, Brian's in fourth place right now. Oh, now he's in fifth. All he needs is one more fish. And I think I think that's my problem is I look at my damn phone while I'm fishing. But, uh, you know, it's 
and then that whole day I'm like I'm looking at the leaderboard I'm like all I need is one 12 inch fish and I missed one that was probably 14 maybe 15 and uh, then I started scrambling man and then it was like oh I need to move spots I went to a different ramp dropped back in I caught fish there pre-fishing I see a bunch of kayaks there I'm like oh it's got to be fish here nope not for Brian and it was like that whole drive home you're just like the hell is my problem (laughs) the one day I just wanted to catch a 12 inch fish I couldn't do it (laughs) couldn't do it and then I talked to uh Alan Reed you know congrats Alan Reed on his first place finish man and he was like yeah I was throwing a big TRD and a big tube and I'm like oh yeah that's great. I had a big TRD tied up right next yeah. to me. I never threw it. <laughs> never threw it. Nope, nope. Just stuck with the same bait. Like, you know, it, it's that whole mental game, like you said, man. It's it's a struggle. But, you know, once you overcome that, it's like, you know, I started the season out with a bang. So I think I had a huge, like, confidence boost. And then not only that, I had a, a, a bad, bad day one at the FLW KBF open. And then, you know, I wanted redemption. So going into Madison, I was like, yeah, this is it. And Jay was up there fishing with me and, you know, I was on, on some pretty decent fish all, all week. And then, uh, you know, come tournament day, Jay slept in and then I get a text, Hey bro, you're crushing it. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I had no skin in the game. I could sleep in. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, you know, if Jay says I'm crushing it, let's do this, you know, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is, man. So, but yeah, I think that's great advice, man. That's great advice. Um, I think many of us struggle with that mental game. So, um, you know, if you can overcome that, you can, you can make some things happen. That's for sure. I think a lot of people just get out there and forget the fish, just, just fish. You know what I mean? Forget the yeah. tournament, forget yeah. the money, forget yeah. all the anglers. Just go out there and do what you know how to do. I'm one of those guys, man. I get all bent out of shape, yeah. frustrated. Um, and then I was like, eh, you know, hey, if I if I get one, I'm like, cool. I got one. Now let's just, just go out there and have fun with it. So Cowan Lake, I was sure. like that. You know, everybody went this way. I'm like, man, I'm going to go have fun. I never fished these this pads over here. I'm going to go over there and just crush them over there. You know, so it was it was fun, man. Got a fish. I don't think we ever brought this up, but like you finally caught a fish and then you forgot to write the code on your identifier. Well, so it got DQ. Yeah. <laughs> that did happen. There's See, that 25%. You, here, here's, <laughs> so uh, here's what actually happened. I didn't forget to write the code on there. I looked I looked at my, my partner. I said, he goes, yeah, you can just use, um, you can use the Buddy Bass one. I'm like, cool. I don't need the paddle and fin one. I stupidly just assumed i could use the buddy bass one so i just threw that on the board and it was like yeah so after we talked about it the night before yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) somebody had a couple too many sweet waters or something yeah man it's it's all right it was fun though at least i get all my my fish dq'd (laughs) yeah no it was just the one because i called you because we had Susie judging the fish and she's like um yeah, so Ricketts is one of the paddle and fin guys, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh, she's like, he doesn't have his identifier number on there. Uh, should I DQ it? And I was like, oh hell yeah, <laughs> I threw you under the bus right away. <laughs> and I'll keep it clean. I, but his phone call to me was epic. This is how you know he and I are. We, you know, when we, he and I first met, we just hit it off the bat. So same thing with Jay. And then we, when we actually got to hang out in person, it was like we're all we're, we're brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to yeah. kind of you got to kind of see the set the scene that we all just really can rip on each other and take it well. So I get the phone call and it's like, hey, you dumb, you know, and, yeah. and then I you didn't write the code <laughs> on your identifier. You know, I'm like, great. Of all people to call me, it had to be freaking chiller because I'm never going to hear the end of it. You know, so <laughs> it was great. man. Uh, you know, uh, too funny. man. Yeah, it too was funny. great. It's weird, man, how you get you get into that mindset. You got to compete. I got to got to catch fish, and you forget the stupid stuff. You forget little yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's weird. The important but things. The important things. I'm sure you got a down pat, man. I mean, your resume is impressive, dude. I, I was yeah. 
blown away. I was looking at it too. I'm like, man, this guy's legit. Giving me goosebumps. I'm talking one of the greatest. So, yeah. Yeah. I shot you a friend invite on Facebook, so you know don't make don't make me feel like a reject. I'm going to put it out there on the podcast, so now you have to accept it. So <laughs> Dwayne's scrolling through his phone. Decline, decline. <laughs> Dwayne, I'll, I'll send you some cash too. Just decline it. As, as long as you don't look like an ISIS, you know, with with, yeah. Yeah. with like want no mutual friends, you know, and. Yeah, yeah no, fish in your, no fish in your picture, things like that. You're all right. It's it's the it's also like girls. You you'll see this girl be like some supermodel. I'm like, I know this girl didn't send me. A yeah, stuff. you don't even have to. Play yeah, it's yeah. not it's not real. No. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's too funny, yeah. man. Too funny. Well, Dwayne, why don't you uh, give a shout out to your sponsors and uh, the teams you're on? Uh, plug where people can find skirmish baits and and all that good stuff, man. All right, skirmishbaits.com is where you can find those. Everything on there, I paint. I'm on the Hobie team, obviously, and my local shop is Ozark Mountain Trading Company. Shout out to those guys. Um, the Catch Team, best measuring board there is, made in the USA. Duke will take care of you. Yeah, buddy. Um, Taylor Man's Custom Lures makes buzz baits and spinner baits. Um, I was not throwing his buzz bait, but we're gonna make one. It was nice. Make, but we're gonna we're gonna change a few things and make one perfectly made for what I was doing. And so we're gonna have one coming out that'll be better than what I was throwing. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but that's the main ones I think. Oh, right I on, just man. got a We're... new one, Dakota Lithium. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah, man. Stormy, great yeah. guy. Met him down there, that's and um, that, that's a brand new thing that's coming about, so that one's pretty awesome, too. He makes awesome products. I've been seeing them. Most of the catch guys already had them, so awesome. Very cool. Batteries. Heck, yeah, man. That's a That's a great one. That's a great one. Cool, man. Uh, where can uh, folks find you on social media? You on just Facebook or are you on Instagram as well? Um, Facebook, just under my name. And then there's also Dwayne Beatty kayak fishing page. Um, Instagram is Dwayne Beatty, and the Beatty is B, the number eight, and an E instead mm. of actually spelling out my name. But if you type it in, it will come up in the search. Um, okay. Mostly those two. I'm on on just okay. about everything but those are the two that that are the main ones very cool man very cool well Dwayne, thank you so much for taking time out tonight to uh sit and chat with us man we really appreciate it and uh you know if you ever got anything coming up or anything like that uh feel free to reach out man awesome We'd definitely love to plug you if you got some new baits coming out or something like that just shoot us a message man we'll uh We'll put that out here on uh, Paddle and Fin Podcast. Man. Awesome. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, man. Take care, man. With that with that being said, guys, um, don't forget to uh, check out the website, paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Uh, we got uh, the Yeah Buddy t-shirts up there now. Uh, visit the store. Uh, we made some changes here. Uh, you guys just heard Sam Jones is now on the um uh, the reel down segment with um mr brad hicks uh we got five segments every week monday through friday guys so uh you know get down on it um shout out to all our hosts and stuff for uh pumping out the content we got bass fishing for noobs if you're new to fishing want to learn about some fishing techniques that's on tuesdays uh wednesdays is Susie Roloff every other wednesday uh i know uh I think we got an epic guest lined up for her. I'm not going to announce that yet. Um, the the final cast, the review segment on Thursdays. Um, I forget. Do you guys know what they're reviewing this week? Oh, jeez. We're going to put us on the spot. The net? Uh, it was the net. The Iraq net. I think it's the Iraq Is net. It? Oh, the yeah, Iraq yeah, yeah. and something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And something else, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then obviously all the tournament recaps come out on uh, Fridays. Um, this, and then we just did a bonus episode Saturday. Uh, that'll be um, they talked with uh, Clint Henderson, nice. so uh, the winner of the FLWKBF Cup. 
So yeah. be um, on the lookout for some new swag. We got some new swag yeah. in the works. We're not gonna yeah, buddy. release it yet, but it's coming. It's coming. They've been asking for the hats, but uh, they're coming. <laughs> so, but uh, shout out to uh, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Coyote Sunglasses, Fish Mob Lures, Southern Lake Co., and Michigan Ohio Kayak Anglers. Don't forget to use plastics recycling program, guys. Address is in the show notes. Save your used plastics from this uh, fishing season. Mail them in to our man, Eric Richards, over there at Hammered Lures. He melts those plastics down into new baits and donates them to Heroes on the Water. Goes to a good cause rather than your local garbage dump. Get her done. With that being said, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling. <laughs>